In the world of sales and in the world of business, sometimes you end up in toxic relationships with the people you work with. So what do you do about it? Where do you go? And how do you figure out if it's really you or if it's really them? Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from Sacramento, California. Today, today I'm coming to you live from my studio. And today's a perfect day to talk about a topic, toxic relationships in sales and business. To start out this conversation, I'm going to give you a fair warning. It may hurt some feelings because not everybody wants to talk about this topic and because most companies try to sweep this information underneath the rug. So if you don't know what that means is asbestos underwear conversation in my world is I'm going to, I'm going to say the things that need to be said. And I want to say about a month back, I was down in Monterey and I got a phone call from a company and the company says, Scott, we want to hire you, but you're going to have to take down some content online. (laughs) I kind of laughed and I said, okay, what's the content? And they said, in one of your episodes of the how to sell show, you were critical of managers and on a couple of videos on your YouTube channel, Scott Bell consultant, you were critical of management. And I said, okay. And they said, if you want this job, you have to take down some episodes. And in vlog number 26, I said, no, that's not happening. And so uh, I politely declined the offer to work for this organization and work with them. And I said, you know, good luck to you in in the future ventures you have, but I don't pick a side. I say what needs to be said about salespeople. I say what needs to be said about ownership. And you know, the cool thing for you is I don't pull punches. And then the next thing on this list is I'm not an attorney, so please do not take this as legal advice because I'm not giving it. One of the things before we begin, I want you to really think about relationships and business in another way. So think about like if you were to put the same situations that you're having at work as if it was a personal relationship, what what would people say? Would it be say, it's like, hey, that's really cool. Or would they say, you know, you're putting the funk and dysfunctional. (laughs) There's definitely some problems with what you have going on. And I'll let you know that talking with salespeople when I ride with them, sometimes it's a lot of therapy. Sometimes it's them just opening up and saying, here's what my problems are. And here's what's going on. And like, I have an unbiased opinion. I listen, I ask questions, and sometimes there's issues. Sometimes it's the fault of the salesperson. Sometimes it's the fault of the company. So like I said, I'm not going to pick a side. I want you to think though, when I do talk about some of these topics is, is it possible that you're being overly sensitive? Is it possible you see things the wrong way? Is it possible that you're hearing things that you don't want to hear? So put like those those perspectives on this conversation today. The good news for you is there's only so many moves that manipulative people have. There's like about seven moves that manipulative people have. And when you figure out what seven moves that they have and what order they like to use them, it usually really bothers them that it, it doesn't bother you anymore for what they're going to do. Quite a few years back, I worked with an individual that like to cause all sorts of problems for me. And this person only had so many moves. And so anytime this person caused a problem, I could kind of predict what they were going to do. 
And I kind of laughed at the point that they started doing stuff because I just started charting stuff out. I started taking notes. I started drawing diagrams of like what happened, what was the situation. And I was able to plot out pretty much with certainty what they were going to do in any situation and drove them nuts after I figured it out because they had no power over me. I do watch a lot of episodes of shows where people go do auditions where they go and sing or they tell jokes or they do something that the there's like four or 10 judges that pick sides. And in watching these shows, there's probably about 30% of the population who has a story about something bad that they've been through in their life. They, they had a bad domestic partner and for whatever reason, this person held them down and their, their episode on the show was their way of breaking free and getting away from all the negativity that they've had in their life. Watching these shows is pretty interesting. It's like there's a, a ton of emotions when somebody reaches their boiling point. There's a ton of emotions when somebody finally says, enough is enough. I'm done. Game over. You know, they, they play the trombone. Wah, wah, wah. I'm leaving. I'm out. Peace out, Girl Scout. I'm done. Whatever way you want to say it. And so today, what we're going to do is we're going to start with problems that ownership could have, okay? Problems that ownership could have. They could downplay problems. You know, they can look at it and say, this this isn't an issue. I don't know what you're seeing. You're making stuff up. There's no way in the world this is true. I don't believe you. No, that person would never do that. No, those people would never do that. And when you go to them and you're like, hey, here's what's going on, and they give you the downplay, it's like a, it's a punch in the gut. You're like, oh, it took a lot of, it took me a lot of nerve to go in and have the conversation is to be flat out ignored. And that's not a good place to be. You know, in, in this, they could be allowing people to keep a bad environment and they're protecting their backside. They're protecting because if they, if they believe it, now they have to do something about it. They're like, okay, if I believe you, now I'm going to have to ask some questions. I'm going to have to get engaged. I'm going to have to leave my desk. I'm going to have to go find out if it's true. And if it is true, now I'm going to have to deal with it. Now I'm going to have to deal with the unknown. So it's just easier to bury my head in the sand. And if this happens to you, it's very frustrating. Sometimes people will not keep promises that they've made to you. They may, they may say everything that they have to to get you on board to go work for them or to fix a problem that had happened in the past. But at the end of the day, they were empty, hollow promises. They meant nothing. Sometimes this group, ownership, management, could do what they can to push you out. Sometimes this is real. Sometimes it's made up in your head. And that's, that's the tough thing. Cause like, you know, you may look around and go, Hey, this weird thing's happening and you're the only person seeing it. And sometimes that thing is true. And sometimes it's not like, you'd be really be grounded about asking what's going on with people who are on the outside, not people that are working with you, but people on the outside. Hey, like, is it me? Cause sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes you can get wrapped up in all the weirdness that's going on in your head. So let's just say for today's episode, it's not you. It's, it is real. It is going down. You're not making this stuff up. It is an issue. When management or ownership has a problem, they could go after you and nobody else. Like you feel like you're being picked on. And like I mentioned for today's episode, we're going to say that yes, you are being picked on and it is an issue. Being picked on could happen in a lot of different ways. You could get asked to do different assignments. You could be partnered with really bad clients. You could be given things at the last minute that go nowhere. At one point in my career, I worked for an individual that loved to give me assignments at six, seven, eight o'clock at night. And then they would say, hey, the deadline for this is by tomorrow morning. And I would stay up till two, three o'clock in the morning and I would work on these projects 
And I would I would email them two, three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, staying up all night to get these things done. The individual really didn't want them. They just wanted to see if I would I would put in the effort and stay up all night. And so it got to the point where when I was asked, hey, Scott, I need you to go do this thing. I would push back and say, hey, if I do this thing and I stay up till two or three in the morning, is it really going to go anywhere or is this just for your jollies? And I started really pushing back hard because after a couple of times of staying up all night, putting a project together and having it go nowhere, I learned a lesson. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go chase this thing you want me to chase if it's got no ending. And I was in a meeting and this individual said, Hey, Scott, I need you to do this project. And I said, Hey, I'm more than willing to do this project, but am I chasing down something that you're just saying, Hey, go do it. And the individual got really mad at me in the meeting and it got ugly from there. So sometimes, you know, you get put on events and situations where they don't really need to be. Sometimes management ownership steals your ideas and they don't give you credit for it. You know, they roll it out. I have seen in my lifetime in business where somebody had put together a really cool portfolio of information and they turned it into a manager and the manager took that information and put their name on it and pretended it was theirs. And this allowed for a, a restaurant to double in size. They had nothing really to do with it. It was just that they took the plans, they took the design and said, hey, this was me rolled it up to ownership and ownership was like, Hey, this is the best idea ever. And it devastated the person that this happened to just absolutely devastated them. Managers, you know, they may lie in real life. They may lie and tell you like, Hey, everything's going to be good. I'm going to take care of this. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go work on this project. And at the end of the day, they walk away and they never had plans. They, they never were going to do anything with it. They just, they told you what they needed to tell you to get you to go and leave the building and leave them alone. Sometimes the people around you that's in ownership or management, they beat you down. And this is a bad form of a bad relationship. You know, they may say something along the lines of, you're not good enough. You're never going to be good enough. You can't do this. You're lucky to have this job. You are so lucky to work here. We're the best place ever. You know, if it wasn't for us, you wouldn't have a position to work at. Nobody and I mean, nobody is going to treat you the way that we treat you. You take what we do for you for granted. Or you owe us for what we've done for you, how we've brought you up, how we've changed your life. And like those four things are so interchangeable in talking with salespeople and even talking with sometimes people in the office. They, they say like, hey, Scott, I heard this thing. You know, what do you think of this? I'm like, well, this is manipulation at its finest. Anytime that somebody's trying to say if it wasn't for me then you would have a problem. Now, salespeople can get caught up in this too. And sometimes salespeople's egos will get in the way. When you take a look at what happens with what managers and what business owners do, sometimes they'll give you bad assignments. And there is a silver lining to this. There is a silver lining to having actions that you've had to do and reports that you've had to put together. You do gain some knowledge. You do gain some skills. You do gain some capability. It's not one of those things if you're going through it that makes everything all better, but at your next position, because there's going to be a next position, you have different ideas of things you could put together. I think that one of the worst things from a manager or owner standpoint is when they don't defend you. When you have a, another bad employee or a bad client and things go sideways and they just ignore and like they side with the people, especially if it's a client. There's nothing worse than going through an ordeal with a client and not having the management or the ownership stick up with the, for you when there is a problem. They automatically side with the client because like, it's easier. 
And then they come to you and they're like, well, you know, I didn't really have to want to fight with them. You know, they bring in this much revenue to the company. And then what the, what the problem with that is you never get away from having a, a bad problem with the client because they know if they can go to, to the boss, to the manager, that they're just going to smooth it over and they're just going to let that person abuse you. That is a horrible position to be in. Next up, from employees. You know, if I came to your front yard and I dumped a 50-gallon bag of trash in your front yard, would you be mad at me? Would you? What would you say? Would you come over to me and say, hey, Scott, buddy, pal, chief, you threw some stuff in my front yard. Uh, I don't appreciate it, but you know, here's the thing. There's somebody that's at your work that does this verbally to you. They call you and they tell you all of their problems. They tell you all of their, the, the, these things that just really like, are you freaking kidding me? I don't want to answer my phone. They're dumping trash in your front yard and sometimes you let them do it. In this example, sometimes people will single you out. They've got a problem with you. If you look inside of an organization, it's usually confident people that try to get torn down first from employees and from management because they know a confident person can start a revolution. They know a confident person can come in with ideas. They know that a confident person usually has their wits about them. And so you would think that it would probably be somebody who on the on the scale of emotional range is somebody who's less confident. But you'll see that confident people are piled upon and teams are built against them because it can't just be one person that takes you down. It's a, it's a whole bunch of other people. Sometimes they sabotage your process. They blame you for things that you didn't do. They they take a report. So they take lines out of the report. They delete things that you've done. And it's not so bad now with clouds, but sometimes people will take a report and say, hey, you know, Scott didn't do everything that he said that he was supposed to do. And I had to do the work for him. And they, they absolutely made it up. Sometimes employees don't have your back when things go sideways. They just, they stab you every chance that they get. It's really weird to look at the interactions on what you may consider normal and what you may consider toxic. I mean, you go into another organization and you look around and you're like, this doesn't happen. This doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. What is going on? Every once in a while, you'll see the light. Every once in a while, you have a conversation with somebody and they're like, eh, that's not how it's supposed to be. And then you start questioning, like, what is going on? And there's a, there's a, there is an awakening. And then you start making up all these reasons why you should stay. Oh, if I, if I, if I go, I'm not going to have support. I won't have the friends that I had. I won't have my favorite manager anymore. You may, you may start saying, well, it's all me. I'm making this stuff up in my head. And occasionally, sometimes you do. It could be that you're you're getting bad advice. Somebody could say, just stick it out. You know, everything's just going to get better. And, and sometimes it may, but a lot of times it doesn't. Every once in a while, I, I hear this situation where people want to be able to say that they told a story that I toughed it out and I made it happen. And it's an ego trip. And an ego trip is one of those things that's very tough on the people around you because everybody's like, leave, go, run get out and you no. I'm just gonna stick it out a little bit longer and then you go to them complaining they go leave run get out and then you're like no I'm just gonna stick it out a little bit longer it just becomes this story that every time that somebody sees you they're like I'm gonna hide I promise because if you talk about your situation and you do nothing about it and your ego gets in the way I don't want to be involved and sometimes you you take out your your bad relationship at work on your significant other and then you cause problems on both fronts 
it's really tough when people are at their worst that somebody kicks them while they're down. Sometimes that person is you. And especially when it comes down to you not believing that you're good enough to go somewhere else. I'm not good enough. It's just, it's not going to happen. Why, why me? Why, why could it be me? It's not possible to be me. And I want to, I want to let you in on something. You're listening to a podcast about how to get better. So one, that's proof that you are a good person. Two, there's always another option out there. There's always somebody that would love to have your talent and skill and your capabilities, no matter where you are on the spectrum. You're a beginning salesperson. You're an intermediate salesperson. You're a closer at what you do. There's always somebody to say, hey, come work for me. I would love to have you. You've got good energy. You got a good vibe. I see you at this skill level. You would fit in with our team. Come work for us. And sometimes it takes time to find that group of people. So you say, hey, Scott, what is it that can I do if I work in a toxic relationship? One, admit there's a problem. Get it off your chest. I had a friend call me recently, and this person was going through a tough cell struggle. And I shared with him. I said, just tell me everything that's going on. Just let it, let it go. Let it flow. Everything you want to say. I'm not going to interrupt you. You could check in and make sure that I'm listening. I'm gonna, I'll be here. But just get everything you can off the chest. Get, your, get all the toxic garbage out of your body. Just say it out loud. And one of the closes that I've worked with salespeople on is the the 48 hour close. And so the first 48, they bring somebody into an interrogation room when they've done something bad and they go, you know what? You're going to feel better if you just get it off your chest. And I worked out a variation for a couple of salespeople that I'm working for and they use this now pretty successfully. I'm not the first person to invent it. I, I'm not I'm not saying it was all me, but this is something that I've worked with them a lot on. So it rolls out, right? Just get the stuff off your chest. Just say what needs to be said. There's something about, even if you're to yourself, just go say, hey, look, I'm having a problem with this. There is a place in Sacramento by the river and there's hardly ever anybody there. And I could talk as loud as I want and nobody is going to hear me. And so there's days where I'm struggling. I I have problems in my own personal life. There's days where I'm struggling. I'll go out to the river and I will talk to myself this loud and say, this is what I'm going through. And the second that, that I say, hey, these are the problems that I'm having. I'm not happy about what's going on. I'm angry. I'm upset. I'm sad. I'm disappointed. I feel like there's a, a weight lifted off my shoulders. And when I ride with salespeople and I let them just dump this information, just go, just say what needs to be said. I can see in their physiology the immediate change. Their voice changes, their pitch and tone changes. And they, you know what they normally say? <sighs> Thank you. I needed that. I didn't think anybody understood what I was going through. Whether they're going through a weird situation, whether they're going through a sales slump, whether they're having a problem with a significant other, they just got to say something and get it off their chest. We all tend to want to like man up. Sales is very masculine. We all want to man up and don't want to admit that there's a problem. Because if we got to admit that there's a problem, then we're going to look weak. And if we look weak, then, oh my goodness, everybody's going to think that we're weak. On this list, you can keep acquiring skills and talents. Sometimes you can take classes online. Sometimes you could take classes on the weekend. There's nothing that says that you have to be at work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You do need downtime and you can acquire skills. And sometimes you acquire those skills at work. Sometimes the place that you're at is teaching you how to do stuff and they're preparing you to go to a bigger and better place. On this list, build a new resume. Get out there on some job boards. No matter what skill level you're at, if you are willing to learn and willing to put in the work, somebody's willing to hire you. And not all the time is your job meant to be easy. And sometimes I'll talk with salespeople and I'll ride with them and they're like, oh my goodness, this is going on. I'm like, yeah, that's normal. 
no, but like, you don't understand, Scott. I'm like, yeah, it's normal. I've worked with a lot of salespeople. What you're going through is normal. And so sometimes we get caught up in our own garbage. So be aware of that. On this list, watch and listen to inspirational material. So like, you know, there's stuff on the YouTube. There's stuff on podcasts that's very inspirational. There's music that's very inspirational. When I'm struggling, my go-to is like opera, for real. I've got two gigs of opera on my phone. And if that doesn't do it, I've got classical music, whether it's piano, violin, concerto. If I'm really struggling and it's like super deep, it's Bob Marley. Legends, his best of album. I'll put on some Bob Marley. That's a, that's a good thing for me to go to. The option for you is always there to leave, but you it's smart for you to have built a, a position of leverage, meaning you have connections, meaning you have a resume, meaning that you're ready to go. And sometimes you are your own worst enemy because in your head, you're going to tell yourself like, I could just tough this out a little bit longer. You know, my resume is not perfect. Oh man, I don't know if anybody would really want to keep me where I'm at. I got it easy where I'm at. Well, there's no such thing as easy when it comes to sales. And sometimes when you get caught up in your head about all the reasons why you don't want to leave, you end up not leaving and you stay way longer than you should. If you are going to leave, then make sure it's on your timetable. Make sure it's convenient for you. Make sure it's at your best moment, not at their best moment. And you're going to know what that means. You're going to look around and say, if I leave right now, it's on my own terms. And it's at my best time. I'm not worried about what they're going to have to go through. Look, they're not worried about what you're going through. They're not worried about your problems. Biggity bounce. Look at me like, peace out, Girl Scout. I'm gone. See you later. One of the things that you could do is you could talk to somebody that you really do trust and say, hey, where am I at? Am I making this up? Is this all in my head? Are these real issues? Is this something that's going on? I've got a couple of people in my life where weird things are happening. I'll be like, hey, is this me? And sometimes they're like, yep, Scott, it is you. And sometimes they go, hey, Scott, no, it's not you. That's a bad situation. So I would piggyback with this thing, you know, get a therapist and get help. You may have problems with rejection and things that have gone on in your life and problems. And there could be other issues that are holding you back that are making you stay where you shouldn't. I I promise you, you're listening to an episode of the How to Sell show and you're 20, 22 minutes into it at this point. There's got to be a reason why you stuck around. There's something going on in your life where you're like, hey, you know, I really do need to move on from where I'm at. I just need someone to say it's okay. If you're looking for someone to say it's okay to move on, talk to a stranger and say, hey, look, is it okay for me to move on? And then get permission. It could just be me saying, hey, it's okay to move on. No, it really is. Pack up your stuff and go. Get out as long as you have a job or something is back up. And as long as you're not causing legal issues, I'm not giving you legal advice. But if you're looking for someone to say it's okay to leave, it's okay to leave. Take your stuff, go take your marbles and go home. Now that we've talked about business owners, managers, and people that you work with and the things that you could do, let's talk about some of the clients that you have. And we're talking about dysfunctional relationships and toxic relationships. Sometimes you have toxic clients and they treat you poorly. And whatever that means to you could be different than what it means to me. They could call you at inappropriate times. They could call you names. They can scream and yell. They can make impossible freaking demands that you can't deliver. And they want you to be a miracle worker. Uh, They could leave bad reviews. They can call your boss. They can call your manager. They just cause you all sorts of problems. And sometimes toxic clients will lead to problems in the office where you start blaming everybody else. 
it could be that this is a you issue more than an office issue. And I just really want you to be aware of that. I'm not trying to, to take you down. I'm not trying to prove a point we probably never have met. I don't have any skin in the game in this conversation with you. There are times where real deal, it is you. And there are times where real deal, it is them. And you really do got to set your sights and say, hey, which way is it? Is it me or is it them? If it is them, here's some things that you could do. You could go to them and say, hey, client, here's the boundaries. You have overstepped your boundaries. You have done and gone further than what you should. It's not acceptable. And if you do it again, here's what's going to happen in whatever way you say it. Okay. So uh, I don't know your personality, but if I had to sit down with somebody, I'd say, hey, Mr. or Mrs. Client, there is an incident that happened. I want to go over it with you. Here's what it was, A, B, C, and D. I don't think it was appropriate. I don't believe it was appropriate. I have a problem with this. My concern is if it keeps going on, we're going to end our relationship. What do you have to say about it? And the person may scream and yell. I've had this happen to me, scream and yell. You're going to lose me as a client. I can't believe you called me out because sometimes when you reject somebody before they get a chance to reject you, it's revenge, revenge, rejection. They will take it out on you. And that's the point where you just say, guess what? Either you're going to pay me more money or I'm going to get, you're going to have to find a new representative or a new, a new person. And depending upon the industry that you're in and how you do this and how you roll it out is going to be varied person to person, industry to industry. I will let you know that one of the greatest feelings in the world is to talk to a disruptive client and fire them. It's a great feeling. You do get to reject them, but you do have to replace them at that point. You've lost revenue. You got to go out and build the work. Sometimes the company you work for is more toxic than anything that can happen in your personal life. And you really do need to pay attention to what's going on. And see, the thing is, is occasionally it is you, but most of the time it's not. So you got to be grounded and have really good people to talk to. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.